She's back. Where is she? In the door, staring at us. <laughs> oh my god! I just looked over and saw her, and I'm not. I just be don't want to do that. Tonight. Like I, I have to be honest. Like I don't know if I can do this right now. Alrighty, I, folks. We I really are don't here. Like this kind of stuff. About to tape behind the buttons in downtown Schenectady on J Street, uh, but we have a fan. I'm not going to call it that. We have a follower. Uh, in some sense, yeah. <laughs> Who just came up to Taylor, took my seat on the show. Yeah, now she's just grilling me from inside. Her hands are on her, uh, you know, she's, what? I don't know, how do you say that? I can't even talk right now, you have to talk. Joni, you gotta get a clip of this. This girl is no, don't, please. standing in the doorway, staring at us. This is technically just a live podcast. I guess so. Are you going to be able to do this, or do we need to relocate? Um, I'm going to try. I understand that she's probably dealing with something, but I don't want to be in the way of somebody that is unhinged. But we can try. Let's go. All righty, folks. Welcome right. to... Oh, here she comes. Okay. Welcome to the show where we recap the week and brainstorm the future of Two Buttons Deep, which is the fastest growing media company in upstate New York with followers online and in real life. <laughs> we are coming to you from J Street in downtown Schenectady, right outside of Simone's, which is one of our new favorite spots to meet. Two Buttons Deep, one of the best things about this biz is that our office is ever-changing. Sometimes it's a Stewart's. Sometimes it's one of our apartments, and uh, as of late, it's been Simone's time and time again. They got grade A bowls. It's kind of like a Mediterranean Chipotle-style restaurant that you feel like it's a chain, but it started right in uh, Castleton, actually, and then just expanded to Schenectady. Yeah, we were actually spotted here last week as well. In addition to today, somebody was working at the co-working space above and grabbed a picture of my big dumb hat. That when I saw that skit on SNL, I actually wanted to send it to you, but I thought, you, I, I thought you'd get offended. How am I not a writer? I mean, I just feel like that. I've said that. Like this is a huge thing, obviously. But if you missed it, there's a a very poignant uh, Buttonista-esque skit on Saturday Night Live this past week that I really vibed with. I loved it. It's true. Yeah, it's a big dumb hat. Somebody saw me in my big dumb hat out here at Simone's last week, and now we're back. And they broke the the one hat rule. They did. They did, in fact, break my very one hat roll. I don't know what's going on, but we are drawing just a lot of attention today. Yeah, listen. If did work just get out? Happy hour start? There is a ton of people meandering down J Street right now. And listen, if you have a follower who perhaps gets too close and causes some damage, we might need Martin Harding and Mazzotti. We actually might. I like to feel safe, as I mentioned. And the heavy hitters, they won't rest until you're safe and taken care of financially after an accident. Mostly a car accident, though. I don't think they could do much unless she had a, a vehicle. She was holding keys to a Honda and uh, drove that up this street right now. But it's no big deal. Now, <laughs> that... See, now she went that way. So now I'm like, kind of look behind me because Jonah's socializing uh, with some beautiful young women. And... If she comes up behind me, we don't have anybody watching. The crazy part is we usually have Drew here for the show. I and know. And he actually doubles as a security guard. And this is the first time, I think ever, we have a legitimate threat while trying to produce the show. I know. And I don't like it. I'm not good with this stuff. I'm not a confrontational person. It was just an erratic uh, 
instance that I think you could shake off if we were just on the street doing something else. But uh, there was just something about the the proximity in which this all happened and being locked in on a show. It's not easy. I think you can even hear it in my voice a little bit. Uh, just, just not ideal. Have you ever been in a fight? No. Have you? Obviously not. I can tell. Look at you. You probably don't even wash your face. <laughs> like nothing's touched your you face. You know if they don't touch... <laughs> <laughs> nothing like you have no nothing has ever happened to your face you've probably never even had a zit so you definitely no. have never gotten a fight no wow let's keep it that way i don't want to fight anybody no me either it's all love here on two buttons steep i was walking around schenectady and i encountered we oh love my you gosh, too thank you What's up, guys? We got some love here from the Whistling Kettle. J Street is a popping place right now. See, let's just say if she does come after us, all the businesses in Schenectady are to come out and beat her ass. We don't even need Martin Harding and Mazzotti. We got the people of J Street, big fans of Two Buttons Deep. Jonah might be going home. He's not. He's 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 not even working anymore. He's no. been picked up by these we ladies. Somebody just came up behind you. I mean, this is this is more than we had signed up for today. <laughs> that's for sure. But we've we've done shows at the track. In the middle of the crowd, and I felt less on edge than I do right now. I just think we don't know what's going to happen, and we're pushing basically another porch pie. We could easily have been inside for today's show, but we were committed to showing off the beauty of Schenectady and getting this podcast out and done before the sun sets, and this is how we're rewarded with that. We're in Schenectady for a big reason, though, because after three years of me living in downtown Troy when we started Two Buttons Deep. Thank you. Followed by three years of me living in downtown Albany. I am happy to announce that I am officially a resident of downtown Schenectady. Congratulations. Thank you. I am <laughs> I'm completing the Tri-City Circuit and I could not be more thrilled to be here. I think there's a lot of good things happening this thing aside and i'm thrilled to be here j street's probably one of the most eclectic places in the capital region and i'm going to go on record and say schenectady has the most quintessential downtown strip of anywhere in the capital region i would agree in the sense that it's like a complete little strip you know cobblestone is always nostalgic and fun um there's no cars and every storefront is actually filled with the business, which is great because I think you could say, you know, Cahoes, Water Valley, they all actually have cute little strips, but the problem is they're not fully back and ready to go. And J Street and Schenectady offers a lot of that. And I think also what you get when you do this with a street, you shut it down, is you get more just natural occurrences. People running into one another, um, you know, People easy, following you. easy holiday shopping, like strolls, all that kind of stuff can happen when you don't have to worry about traffic. So I really do enjoy kind of popping in and out from the store. Sometimes they have little... Um, just little tables and stands out here with other vendors on the weekend. So I'm very happy that Jack moved to Schenectady. I think it's a great move and I do love it here. I really do. I think there's a lot to offer and you kind of need to be keeping it fresh. hundred percent. You know, I like the three year, three year increments. I'm completing the Tri-City circuit and I don't think many people can say that. I, and I gotta say every place I've lived has had fulfilling and unique experiences. Like, I think somebody would assume, like, oh, Albany, Troy, it's the same experience. It's not. And I think what you kind of can add to that is that 
when you grow up in the capital region, I've always felt this way is like, you just picture yourself or most people do, obviously not you or I, we picture ourselves living in the same place in the same town for your entire life until you're in your seventies and eighties. And that's really not true, right? You have so many opportunities here within one region, one area code to have different life fulfillments and things happen to you. So, you know, you don't have to stay in whatever suburb you grew up in or city. You can move around and still feel like you're getting a change of scenery. It's a staycation. Yeah. Staycation here on J Street. It is. I mean, it basically is a staycation vibe, right? Your your staycation is in the capital region. 100%. You're just staying wherever you want every three years. I feel like I'm on vacation. I feel like we're in the twilight zone right now. Coney Island or something. But what we're doing and kind of part of the due diligence I'm coming here for is we are expanding our around accounts. We collaborated, collaborated with Around Albany earlier this year, and we have a vision of expanding that to all the cities of the capital region and beyond because they're more faceless, informational, community-based accounts that really doesn't exist right now. I think it's something the radio stations and the news stations and more, I guess more, the Times Union, they used to have like the specific beats of every niche that has gotten more broad over the years for various reasons. And I think we're going to step up and fill those niches. We're going to launch around Schenectady, around Saratoga, and give people, you know, a useful resource to learn and be entertained about these places that are often overlooked. But then from a company perspective, you know, we're going to grow them ourselves for the first year or so. But then that's going to become kind of our apprentice program, our internship program, where we put people to run those accounts, see what they can do on their own. And then we're going to hire from there because we know they're qualified. We know they have the creativity to do what we do here in the capital region and then get elevated to two buttons deep. Yeah, no, it's literally the apprentice. I heard Donald Trump's out of a job. He's going to come back. He's going to be the headliner, you know, and then if he does well, we could, you know, it's a whole spinball effect that we could get from this. But no, I'm really excited. I think it's a good avenue for us. I love that people don't know that we have these accounts. Uh, I love that people have tried and haven't done it to a full effect. You know, I think the biggest thing that we learned with Jonah and around Albany is that you have to be super consistent, right? You can't just post when there's something going on. I see so many just like event calendars, things to do, you know, tagging a bunch of people so that it gets shared. But really at the end of the day, if you live and breathe these cities, whether you're a tourist coming to Saratoga and love going there every year or somebody that lives in a city, you have to find joy and interest in the normal things, in the architecture, in the people, in the local element and businesses and stuff like that. So we're kind of like making our own adventure, but just putting it out there on a consistent platform that people can go and get caught up to speed and have something to look forward to. I also feel like we've fully manifested a vision we've had from the get, which is having a personality in every city. Quite possibly, yes. And ironically, the only one we don't have one right now is Troy which is where we started and probably where we're the least well-received. Definitely. And I never really could crack the code on that. Don't know. I feel like Albany would be worse. And I guess we're not really well-received in Albany either. It really depends. But our biggest demo is there regardless. But yeah, Troy, I think, just has like a, a permanent chip on their shoulder that, you know, they are very quick to endorse and support local businesses that are physical, retail spaces, restaurants, things like that. But even though they are trying to help the creative economy, which we actually really did when we came in there, we never really got that like full pat on the back, which we're not looking for, by the way. No, we're not mad. We're just still thinking about it. 
But yeah, I guess uh, if you're someone in Troy, Jonah's going to be the one launching around Troy for now. But uh, if, if you're a Troy boy through and through, Troy girl, hit us up. This might be your time to shine. So many people have gone through the green door as well. Like there, I think the half of the city of Schenectady lives in this one building. I want to go and just interview everybody who's walked in there and see if I can get some information. You just want to ask them about that girl. That's what I mean. Did she go back inside? No, not yet. Oh, That's boy. why I keep looking behind me. Oof. Jonah, you got to keep your eyes out here, buddy. All, all four. She went that way. And she's got a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> she's not bad. She thinks she's going to, maybe she thinks she's going to be a star. That's the one problem that when we do shows and stuff in public, especially when we're not doing it on purpose, people are just drawn to cameras, equipment, microphones, you know, all that kind of stuff just gets people on high alert for whatever reason. They just want to be involved. They want their 15 minutes. Yeah. Go call Fun ID too. There you go. (laughs) You know, dial in there. Who's who's ghosting your ex? Let's figure that out. Speaking of uh, music stars. I saw Thomas Rep perform last night at the CMAs. Oh, you did? I think he's my new guy. He's my new Sean Mendes. Oh, well, I know what that means. Yeah. I freaking love him. He did one of the be- most beautiful duets with someone I don't... Katy Perry. But he, oh out- my God. he, out- he outshined her. <laughs> okay, well, don't dismantle Katy Perry in front of our live audience like that. You were going <laughs> to say you didn't know who she was? I'm just saying he upstaged her. Didn't even remember. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, he's also a fan of Two Buttons Deep now. He's also a follower. And uh, he chimed into our Albany home team debate, which we broke down on this show last week. Uh, We introduced it because Thomas Rhett's coming to the MVP arena. Tickets are on sale today, so pick them up. And it got us thinking, what is Albany's home team? We talked about it. We posted about it. And he literally chimed in from the clouds and said, River Rats, for sure. For sure. For sure. He is on the same page as us. We don't know how. We don't know why. I mean, I actually was curious if, like, he could potentially have roots here or something. Like, if he wasn't up to speed, if somebody on his team didn't point this out to him and, you know, he didn't catch wind of what we were already kind of manifesting in regards to the top hometown team, how would he have known? Because you never know. He could have an aunt that lives in Boston Spa or this or that. But I can only imagine he's probably maybe just a couple years older than us. Mm -hmm. So say he was in a world where he knew about the river rats, he'd be in that demo where you could be really jazzed about the rats. Yeah. I mean, that was a general consensus. We had an overwhelming response of people saying the river rats, which have not been around for almost 20 years, they went away in 2003, are still Albany's team. And it's funny because... Like, I remember the River Rats. I remember the jerseys. I'm sure I went. But I wonder if when it was around, was it thriving? Or is it one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone type of things? Because, you know, clearly the semi-pro sports, you know, arena as a whole is something that we struggle with here in the Capital Region. But what was it about the Rats? Is it just the name, the brand power? Or were they really a thriving team and something just got mixed up and they moved on? Or... I was thinking that too. Like a lot of things as kids, you know, like I remember going to downtown Albany for River Rats games and I thought Albany was like New York City. Oh, yeah. Jillian's packed. You know, you don't know how big a city is when you just see see that street. And was it that good of a team? Like were people genuinely enjoying it then? That's what I want to know. Or is it just the nostalgia which has built up over the years? Do you remember what the football team was? 
Uh, Thunderbirds, Firebirds. Firebirds. That was Thunderbirds. also high yeah. on the list. Because I have a very vivid memory when I was a kid of going to one of those games and seeing the cheerleaders and seeing like a football. It was probably the first time mm-hmm. I ever even saw football. And I have to be at least almost 100% positive that I went to a River Rats game. But this is the time to kind of, oh my God, I think that's your other friend. Is that him? Who? That looks like the, your homeless friend from high school. Oh yeah, I was going to tell that story. Where? I think he just walked into the pizza place, but I could just be going like my mind is. Yeah. Well, back to that story. I've, I've, I don't, can you tell that story? I just, I mean, it's, it's something everyone can relate to. Like, what would you do? Which is what happened to me. I, I crossed paths with someone who was clearly homeless and uh, he asked me for money. I say no. And then it just clicks in my mind. And I'm like, oh, I went to high school with that guy. That's like the first guy I have known who I've just seen kind of transform worlds and haven't seen him in 10, 15 years, and you just cross paths again like that. I literally had, because I, I kept walking just in my motion. I say, no, sorry. I usually give food or whatever if I have it, but not money. And I just had a gravitational force inside my body that was like, I can't keep walking. Wow. And I turned around and I just talked to him like we were in high school again. And we had a great conversation. I learned about what he's been up to, uh, why he went to prison for a good amount of years. And I feel like in Schenectady, I, I might be kind of like a, uh, a figure to him to kind of help turn him around, perhaps, maybe, if he wants to be helped. Yeah, you're a better person than I am in that <laughs> front. I, don't, I just don't know. I, like I said, I'm not good with confrontation. I don't know if I would turn around after somebody asked me for money. Also, I'm a card operation only. You know, swipe, dip, tap, insert, chip. Oh, they, got, I, they got Venmo these days. Okay, don't worry. all right, fair enough. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel bad. This is such an interesting welcome to Schenectady um, in terms of the characters that you've already met. But yeah. There's That's part of it, though. I've, I mean, you, I've endured that in every city. People, my mom had a heart attack when I moved to Troy, and it's like this suburban, like blind eye they have of these cities where all they imagine is the bad parts, which exist and also exist in every city in America. And I thrive in it, though. Like I don't, I'm not confrontational. I don't start shit, but I love to observe things, and I have no problem going really anywhere and kind of getting myself into some business and I have never felt unsafe. I lived on the edge of Arbor Hill for the last three years, never felt unsafe there. Used to walk through there to Stewart's all the time. And if you buy the media hype and the news and, you know, count the statistics and not talk to people, you're going to have a bad view on it. But I have literally never felt once unsafe. I think this is, you're, you're making me feel unsafe right now. So this I'm is not trying to overblow most- it. I'm, I like cities too. I like going to New York City. I'm used to that. I think it's just sometimes in our position now when people potentially know who we are. It's one thing if you're just in New York and you see a homeless guy, like he doesn't have anything out for you and like there's no history. But sometimes when I do see people that give me a certain look or something, I'm like, they hate me, like internet me. And that makes me worried because you don't know what people can perceive on the other end of the computer screen or their phone. And, you know, I haven't done anything wrong to anybody that I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, someone's going to come get me. But sometimes I just think like someone really could hate us out there, like really could hate us. And that is the part that makes me feel more uneasy when we're just really doing our job, just like anybody else that has a job, you know? Yeah. But well, speaking I, of a I'm job, team cities. Uh, the home team thing culminated in a list, which we're going to debut for you right now. I think we, we nailed it when we said what teams were Albany's home team. Uh, we counted all the votes, and here is the top 10 list. Are Num- you going to start at number one or 10? Number one. So you're right. give it away. Number okay. one is the Riverettes. That came in with 31% of the votes. Astounding. Number two, which was your vote, the Valley Cats. Yes. That got 18% of the vote. 
number three, which is probably what people would assume would be number one, the Albany Empire, considering they've won like every championship ever. But they got 12%, followed by Sienna, the Firebirds, who have not been around for at least 15 years, you Albany Great Danes, just entirely, the Firewolves, who are currently active, a lacrosse team, the Patroons, who I think if we asked this question in the 80s would have been number one. They had Phil Jackson and a ton of stars and used to pack the Washington Arbery. We've done a couple good stuff with them, but uh, they just can't seem to, to get traction again. Followed by there she is. the Albany Colony Yankees, which is where Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, and a bunch of other people went through. And last but not least, with 1% of the vote, the Diamond Dogs. Damn. The Diamond Dogs. My sister used to dance for them. Really? Yeah. My dad was, either my dad was pissed or someone like brought it up to my mom in a pissy way. That was like, you let your daughter dance (gasps) like that? How dare she? Yeah. Because it was like, you know. A little risque. Yeah. See, those are the girls that I looked up to when I was little. But the Albany Colony Yankees, the only thing I'll say, does that predate us? Because I don't remember that team. But I remember people talking about it. But I feel like we were maybe too young for that. I'm pretty sure they pre, they were the Valley Cats predecessor. Uh. No, that would be the... Um, no, I'm 99% really? sure that they came before the Valley Cats. They transferred from Albany Colony to the Tri-City. Joni, can you look that up? I'm thinking about this other team that still exists that's out in like Amsterdam. Do you know who that is? Amsterdam Mohawks? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think maybe I'm getting it confused I saw the Schenectady Blue Jays when I was exploring the hood. Really? Yeah. Is that a, Was that a real team or that's a, could Must be a kids be. team? Might be. Yeah. yeah. So so the Albany Colony Yankees were here from 1983 to 1994. Oh. Yeah, see? Well, yeah, I was Barely. right then. I was just about right. Very interesting. I mean, the Valley Cats didn't start up until mid-2000, like early 2000s, I would imagine. Cool. Well, mission complete. Get your tickets to go see Thomas Rhett. I'm going. I'm all in on him now. Yeah, no, I'd like to go. I I just have a hard time with country music because I don't mind it if I hear it, but I don't seek it out and I don't know any songs. Like, I know who Thomas Rhett is from interviews and stuff, but I don't know his music. And I bet I love it. I just don't even know it yet. You do. Well, speaking of seeking things out, things you love, the holidays are coming up. And I think more and more people are looking to us for uh, recommendations and ideas of things to do, places to go, where to shop. And... I think you're you're kind of you got to take the lead on this. You got to be like the person of recommendation. So I just want to pick your brain of what you're thinking about doing it. I saw you did a call to action today, and, uh, and I what got we can no do. action on it. No action. No, not one person. Ugh. So I'm like, maybe nobody cares. That's the thing. I do agree. I think we have the right platform. We get a lot of really nice messages from people that say they love what we do for the community, and I always feel a little bad about that because like we're not really. Like, we're not doing anything, for, in my eyes, in a uh, more naive way, right? Of course we are. We're, we're just not a charity or nonprofit or blah, blah, blah. But we definitely get hit up by a lot of local businesses this time of year who know that if we give them some love, it will dramatically improve how they perform over the holiday season. I've heard before that some businesses can do as much as, like, you know, 30 to 40% of their whole overall business within the few months uh, around the Christmas season. So... I've seen this done a lot of different ways. I think whatever we need to do needs to be sort of short and sweet and to the point. And we can't like drag it out or like parade around. I think it's just like, what do we love? What are like must see stores? Um, 
one of my friends gave me a recommendation the other day for like a girl's like Christmas, you know, people do like grab bags, things like that. She was like something that we're doing with like my friends or something is everybody brings like a product they found this year that they love. So like something that you've used around the house that you find to be super helpful. It could be a wine opener. It could be, you know, your favorite SPF, you know, tinted moisturizer. And everybody gives a gift to somebody that's something that they just personally like can't live without. So I kind of like that idea and picking like local products in the area that are just like Oprah's favorite things basically versus like go to this store for this, this store for that. Like we can't obviously touch every single place, but I think that would be a good way to start is like, here's like the top 10 things you could buy for somebody. The buttonistas favorite things. I like that for me. I think maybe on the two buttons deep or like around Albany front, I think it could be more like, uh, like store highlights or something like, um, uh, Nope. She's, she's back. She's, she's pointing. I don't know what she said. We should put a sweatshirt on. She gave me one of these though, you know. She's watching us. She's watching us. We're watching her, so whatever. That's fine. Um, um, yeah, last year on the Two Buns Deep page, which we'll run again, is we just did a list of like best small businesses to support, all user-generated, and I think that's a valuable list. A lot of stuff you don't think of comes up. I think you could do more segmented thing, like best place for clothing, best place for jewelry, best place if you had like five topics and you release them periodically with like an overarching theme or I like branding. That. Like a list type of thing though. But it's you, you curate it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good because there's some stores that are just like general, like catch-all stores, like little goodie, you know, like Fisher mm-hmm. Ferry, for example, something like that. So that's yeah. kind of a category. Um, yeah, I like that idea. And then I do like the idea of doing Bunny's just favorite things. And it's just like local products that I love that I've bought as gifts in the past. Like I'm not going to give them all away now, but... I feel like I could come up with a solid list that um, that people will get a lot of value of. And that's the point is that, you know, it's probably even more valuable to the businesses, right? Because they do thrive this time of year. But to people now, I think our market is more interested in giving quality, thoughtful gifts. And if it can come from your own backyard versus ordering it online, I think there's a lot of weight to that nowadays. And you're just a cooler person for giving a local, thoughtful gift. Yep. Anything else? Like, is there anything else we can do? Because what are we going to say to all these businesses that want us to stop by? Like, we can't. No, we can't I don't say think yes it's videos. Everybody. I think this is an unsponsored thing. I think yeah. it's straight from the heart of just genuine recommendations. Because it's also it's high pressure to buy a lot of Christmas presents. My family's switching it up this year for the first time ever. What are they going to do? We used to. I mean, there's ten adults now with all of our plus ones. I have three siblings, and we used to buy a gift for every single person. And you now, have two siblings, by the way. Yeah, three total. <laughs> um, now, not my decision, but we are just buying one gift for one person, like a very expensive gift for one person. Yeah, I, my best friend's family did that growing up because there's like 24 of them. So mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, they would draw a name and then that's how you figure out who you're going to... Ooh, that's a good idea. How else are you going to do it? You were just going to assign... I just made, a, made a list and I was, then we were all like, oh. Like Jack has to buy a gift yeah. for Katie this year or whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, I would say, and do it on Thanksgiving if everybody's together. I like the name, You pick it out of a hat so nobody knows, really, and then they would do it on Christmas Eve, but you could do it on Christmas Day and then give the gift to somebody. But, yeah, it's definitely usually like a higher ticket item, Mm -hmm. but one nice gift, which I like. I think that's good. Well, I gave my recommendation to Saratoga Living. Did you read it? I have. I was going to (laughs) say, if we're going there, I don't know if we're still planning on going there, but I wanted to make sure we grab a copy. Yeah, I read it, and uh, I don't know. Oh, no. (laughs) What happened? So they asked me to give five gift recommendations, 
which I think I nailed. I gave thoughtful, semi-local, meaningful gifts that I stand by. Not just like, oh, candle from here. Oh, this. I think I did a great job, but then I saw the magazine and my whole page is for him. And like someone else did for her and like for the kid. And then she had like five different people with different <laughs> topics. And I did not know I had an audience. I thought we were just doing general gifts. I didn't know there were gifts for guys. Oh God. What did you put anything in there? That's a little off color. Uh, you know, first and foremost, Stuart's gift cards. That's for him. Cause yeah, that's for, I mean, they they all apply. I just, I guess I could have done some more manly ask things other than like uh you know disposable camera of an event sending them the film i did that did oxford pennant i love my oxford pennant i did Stuart's gift card um dinner and a show i think that's <laughs> for overlooked <him>. for him <laughs> and sh- there's one more well, you got to go read Saratoga Living to find out. Wow, that's super funny. I, I don't remember that being part of the description because I, I think I forwarded it yeah, to you because I, I kind of had to force you to not force you, but I'm like, I could see you just overlooking that. And I'm like, Jack, I think this is a good opportunity for you. It's kind of cute and it's always nice to get a mention in print. So I'm glad you did it. I'm glad I did it. But now we're, you know, you guys have both told me we got a lot, a lot of people reaching out for us for that type of thing, like gift guide advice. And that's why I was like, all right, hold up, hold up, even though. I'm the one that did it. We got to, we got to be the ones doing this. Like, you know, all the bids are reaching out asking for us to do stuff. And I'm like, no, two buttons deep has to be the place We're something quick form, easy to read, easy to understand. That's what we do best. And I think we can come up with something great this holiday season. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I lo- I mean, I truly love this time of year. So I think it's the least we can do and we'll have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but let's not jump ahead to season. We don't want to skip to Christmas, right? It's still fall. That's right. It's fall, y'all. That is why it is time officially. Now that the leaves are down, you've taken your pictures for the second annual Two Buttons Deep Fall Photo Contest. We want you to send us the best picture you have taken of fall in the great upstate, arguably one of the greatest seasons and arguably one of the greatest places on earth. I know you captured it well. iPhone, real camera, whatever. Send it to us through the link in our bio. We're going to have a Google form, and we will post the top nine photos, and the winner will win $100 to Wolf Hollow Brewing Co. right here in Glenville. So it's going to be a great competition. The summer one was super competitive. Uh, We love having a local beer involved, and that could be a Christmas gift. I love that. A little Wolf Hollow experience. Maybe we'll throw in some Wolf Hollow beer. I have a bit of it in my trunk right now. But yeah, this is just a great opportunity if you are a local photographer or somebody that's just like, wow, I can't believe my iPhone took this picture. Mom, it's not you. You're not going to win. You still need a lot of help when it comes to taking iPhone pictures. But a lot of people don't need that help. They're already doing it. And I think that's why pictures are worth a thousand words is that you can share them with thousands of people on Two Buttons Deep. 100%. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have probably two weeks of submissions. And then once it starts to get depressing and bare around here, that's when we'll release the magic of fall. Once again, to just give you a little dose, make your day great. Oh my God, you got a cute ass dog. What's that? Good, good. Uh, Well, we're just wrapping up the show here. We got a lot of interaction here on J Street. I love it here. I know you do. You You ever going to come back? Yeah, I might come back for Simone's. We're coming back for Simone's. I kind of, our, our ad read got in, interrupted from the get, but we got a nice mezza bowl right here, and it's what you got to come through and get the chicken shawarma bowl 
no no substitutions. Just let them have it have their way, and your taste buds will be blown. It's honestly some of the most authentic, genuinely good food available here. I've eaten here three days straight now, and if you're in Schenectady, come here and p- perhaps sit inside. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to Behind the Buttons. We will see you next week.